politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew and actually achieve outcomes on not just mundane issues, but all of it, life, liberty, property, everything that matters here at CR Podcast. It is Friday, end of the week, and I'm sorry for the shorter week. Um, really, the mark of a show is, if you miss a day, did the world miss you? Could we do without you? And I will tell you, with all my colleagues, I wish they would just put a disclaimer on their show and say, this is all for entertainment purposes only. Because that's what it is. We are now in a moment of clarity. Of course, all has to come on late Wednesday and Thursday when I'm out. But there's an amalgamation of events that have created a moment of clarity. It's a very bitter pill, a bitter reality, but clarity is comforting in some sense. That none of these people are serious. The Republican Party, the conservative movement of yesteryear, the conservative or MAGA movement of today, it is all the same. It is all the same. The reason why I'm so down about this is that if something is completely hopeless, you don't cry for it. You don't worry about it. You don't have a sense of urgency because there's nothing you can do. It's only hopeless because we have a fake movement that makes it so. It doesn't have to be this way. If we actually focused on outcomes of what we say we actually believe in, we wouldn't be here. We are not a serious people. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. They, they prosecute the president again. They updated the charges. They've never done this before. Oh, and then Congress and Jim Jordan and all these guys, they're out. They're out today for six weeks straight. They're not serious. They are not serious. But that's not even what I wanted to talk about today. It's obviously this whole Byron Donald's and Trump attack on DeSantis for changing the racialized African-American studies in his state. He didn't just complain about it. I oppose CRT, critical race theory. Yeah, every Republican does, except none of them do. Every Republican supports everything you and I talk about, except none of them do. When it comes to the way it matters at the time it matters, actually implementing it, governing, changing things. Not just as a talk show host, oh, this is stupid what they're doing. Actually doing it. When you finally have a man who comes along and does it, you piss on the guy. Now it ranges, depending on who we're talking about, to either dead silence, it's not an issue, or they dump on him. And certainly these other guys are silent in the face of their own campaign, dumping on a man. You know, I'm old enough to remember... When, in 2016, we were told by the Trump people that the cuckiest, most pathetic, globalist, swampiest part of the GOP was racial pandering. And they were going to be tough. Yeah, so tough that Trump allowed our country to burn for two to three months because the Koch brother Jerome Smith and Brooke Rollins that we were told he was going to appoint people who reflect the opposite values told him this is the way to win the black vote. So we have a lot to go on today. First, our sponsor is Jace Medical. 
you know, Republicans left town without passing the FDA funding bill, which is fine, but they're not even talking about a policy rider making it that the FDA cannot block approved drugs like they did during COVID. Well, this time we don't want to wait until they do it. Make sure you get a backup supply of your critical prescriptions with a 12-month supply from Jace Medical or Jace Daily. What do you do? You go to jacemedical.com. By the way, it's J-A-S-E, not with a C, but an S. Enter promo code review at checkout for a discount. You fill out a 10-minute application because they have to make sure you're not contraindicated. If you are on blood pressure meds, you're on heart meds, you're on mental health stuff, diabetes, whatever, make sure you have a backup supply. You fill it out. They will give you a 12-month supply. Again, at J-A-S-E Medical, jacemedical.com. Enter promo code REVIEW. So, folks, let's start with Jeremiah 9.4. Indeed, they deceive one another and do not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They commit iniquity until they are weary. Your habitation is in the midst of deceit. Because of deceit, they refuse to know me, says the Lord. This is where we are in the fake conservative MAGA Trump movement that is nothing more than a rerun of the same fake, deceitful, conservative ink until now. You know, you want to make a decision, you want to support someone, that's fine. Don't deceive one another and don't teach your tongue that it becomes normal just to lie and make things up. That suddenly we are okay. See, what happens is when you have years of voting for the lesser of two evils with the GOP, inevitably you become okay with evil. It's okay to temporarily have a strategic uh, decision where you just go and say, look, this is what we need to do. It's fine. But don't become okay with it. We are now at the point where no matter what Trump and his top people do, either on policy, morally, bearing false witness, disgustingly, will ever elicit a even a mild rebuke from the right. And we are at the point where no matter what DeSantis accomplishes... At a minimum, they'll shadow ban him, but at worst, they'll actually dump on it. So now, be, in order to service our idol, we're going to suddenly be okay with values we say we hate or disdain the values we say we love. Again, Isaiah 520. We're going to say what's bitter is sweet, what's sweet is bitter, what's evil is good, what's good is evil, what's light is dark, and what's dark is light. So, obviously, when we got off the air on on Wednesday, Florida Representative Byron Donalds goes and says, you know, I like the Florida curriculum on African-American studies, but this stuff kind of, you know, saying that slavery could somehow have a silver lining, that, that needs to be taken out. And, of course, it never, you know, says it in that context. And obviously the whole thing turned out to be a hoax because it turns out there was actually nothing unique about that. The AP African-American history uh, has that exact same line and point. The whole thing is a hoax anyway. But, but I want to talk about it as if it's, as if it's real. So, so here you have one of the few black Republicans around, certainly the only black Republican from Florida, at a critical moment 
when we have a critical battle of a governor not just railing against something, but actually governing and changing it, and Kamala Harris attacks, because I have to own DeSantis, because I have to be a butt boy for Trump, I'm going to side with the cuck racialist black supremacist, bear false witness, but more importantly, drop a nuclear bomb on the very sort of success we need to tout and elevate to change other red states and make them red. Because think about it, at this point, watching the treatment of DeSantis by Trump and the conservative media and, and, and all that sphere, if you are Christy Nome. If you are any of these governors, Greg Abbott, and certainly like Brad Little in Idaho and, and, and Gordon in Wyoming, do you have any incentive at this point to be more like DeSantis? We thought we were headed towards a time where everyone would be like, look, this is the baseline. When everyone said you couldn't do it, here he did it. He was successful politically too. You must do this as well. No. They have zero incentive and only a disincentive to move to the right. Like I said, I don't care so much about the presidential election. The biggest, if you care about outcomes, if you really believe we are imminently facing destruction, the biggest thing we need is not even to own the libs, presidential politics, it's to find safe harbors where we will be safe from the top things they are doing to our life, liberty, property, body, soul, economy, culture. We need to make red states red. But as we well know, they're not red. They're not red. Why is it that we have jailbreak policies, open border pro-legal immigration policies in red states? We have green energy up the wazoo in red states. We have biomedical fascism in red states. We have welfare in red states. We have big government in red states. Why? You go to the schools and the racialist teachings, the sexualized teachings. You go to Iowa, Idaho public schools, just as bad in Idaho as in California. Why? And the answer is, there are two reasons, and it intersects with what Byron Donalds and the Trump people just did, that cuts to the core of why the GOP and the conservative movement is so subversive. And exactly what Trump was supposed to change, literally, but actually made it great again. And that is, number one, corporate politics. Number two, identity politics. That is it. That is the whole enchilada. Not just the fake Republicans, but even the ones. Byron Donalds is in the Freedom Caucus. Okay? Even the ones that legitimately maybe got into politics for the right reasons... Believe in what we believe in. But when they get up to bat, when they have a position to affect the outcome, especially as a governor, you're in a governing position. I'm not just railing on the campaign trail. And you have the ability to affect change. They strike out. Why? Because they're scared of corporate politics. They're scared of identity politics. Every other factor you throw at me, I'll tell you it flows from one of those two. Because even like you could say there's a third one, which is federal funding to red states. That's a big problem. But why do they feel the need to take it with the conditions? It's either because of corporate or identity politics. All of it. Oh, you're not going to give money to this and that. 
It's because blacks will be disproportionately harmed. That's the allegation. They go along with it. And obviously all the corporate hustlers that benefit from it. Usually most of them have an element of both. And I want to dissect that. And this stands at the nexus of that. That is the Achilles heel. This is why part of the problem we are where we are is because we can't flush the rhinos. Why can't we flush the rhinos? Because they run on our position. They don't run on their positions. Why do they run on our position? Because it's easy to do that. We're in an era where the left is so destructive, so extreme, so absurd, that it's easy to be an anti-woke. Because you could still be very much against the woke, but very far away from truth and righteousness in that Overton window. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Because they do things that are prima facie indefensible to 80% of the electorate, and especially to 95% of the electorate in a red state. So it's very easy. They're all going to run on that. They will all run on, you know, we can't have sexualization in, in, in the culture, in, in the schools, we can't have, you know, critical race theory. That is, it's like the new abolish common core. But it's, this is what the GOP has been doing for generations. Whatever the issue of the time is, they broadly co-opt our talking point and rail against it and proceed to either do nothing or make it worse when it actually matters on the policy outcome playing field. And often, they will dump on the people that actually try to do it, which are very few in numbers. And this is now where we are. This is where we are. First, our final sponsor today, as we need to clean out the gunk of conservative media, make sure you clean out the gunk in your barrel with Barrel Buddy. Firearms are expensive. You need to take care of them. It's also a safety issue. You got to clean it. Those old little uh, patches, they don't work, okay? They leave lint fibers, threads. They drip and splatter solvent and oil. Sometimes you need to take yes for an answer, like we need to do with DeSantis, Take yes for an answer with Barrel Buddy. Yes, put a square peg. Or uh, a round, I'm sorry. Don't put a square peg in a round hole. Put a round peg in a round hole. Barrel Buddy provides 360 degree contact. It gives you a full 360 degree perfect pressure. So it, it squeezes the solvent in. It knocks out the particulates. You see the cleanliness right away. I've used used it on all my guns. And you get 50 of these cartridges for just 15 bucks. Just make sure, go to barrelbuddy.com, pick out the right caliber so it fits. And also, it's not just the, the barrel. You, could, you, you take the cartridge, the, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice material. It cleans all along the metallic areas of the other parts of the gun that you need to do, again, at barrelbuddy.com today. So, folks, let, let, let's, let's back up here. Let's back up. Again, This is not just about DeSantis. This is about the core of Republican and conservative politics, why we still are where we are, why despite the fact that everything the left does is so indefensible, really unpopular in most cases, yet even in red states, it persists. And the reason is, name me a policy and I will tell you, it is either corporate politics, meaning, what do I mean by that? that the people who have the most employment, that employ the most people in the state, and that's going to be a tough thing, they are, they are against your policy or the stated conservative policy, or even if it's something that 
you know, maybe you don't even have so much of a donor problem from and a lobbyist problem, but you're scared of the identity politics. You're scared of being called a racist or something else in identity, uh, uh, homophobe or whatever. You know, it, it's all under that umbrella. Corporate politics and identity politics. Now, there's a lot of grift and fraud that you don't even need to come on to that. But I'm talking about the ones and, and that, that, that on some level believe in what we believe, and I think they do. See, too many people think that everyone's a fraud. And if that were the case, it would be easy. You just get someone who's not a fraud. But it's not so simple. And the longer we have a fraudulent Republican Party, the harder it is for a legitimate person to come in. You don't understand the pressures. Like, DeSantis is getting slaughtered with his donors on E-Verify. I could tell you that. Like, he's actually kicking out the illegals. They're like, thanks, you took away all my workers. We all say, it's terrible. We have illegal immigration. Every Republican. Oh, okay, so, well, there's one thing you can do to dry it up. It's not even the border. You just cut, take away the magnets, they won't come. Daniel, then we don't have a workforce. All right, so shut the hell up. Don't tell me you are serious about solving that problem. Just like, don't tell me we're going to die if Trump is prosecuted, and then you leave town for six weeks and don't even do hearing work, much less budget work. Okay, you're not serious. It's a joke. It's a talking point. It's entertainment. It has never been easier to run on our issues. But it has not become easier to govern. DeSantis makes it look easy. And I'm not saying he can't do more. But you got to grade it on a curve. And look, who? why has no one else come close to him? So every Republican is against critical race theory. Okay, that's very easy. It's very easy to say, there's too much crime. The tranny stuff is crazy. Critical race theory is unfair and hateful and destructive and div- divisive. Illegal immigration is, is, is bringing crime and drugs and we shouldn't have it. It's unfair. Right? These, these are all 80-20 talking points, even in a swing state, even, even some, sometimes in a blue state. Very easy to run on. Okay? All this stuff. Oh, we spend too much money. We need to cut the spending. I'm against big government. I'm against cronyism. These are all easy things to say. You get in there, now you have to govern. So DeSantis was like, wait a minute. We have the education system in red states churning out blue voters, turning children from conservative families into liberals. And he's like, not only am I not going to do this, but I'm going to remake the curriculum. And what people don't appreciate, it's not just that in numbers, in enumerated things, DeSantis did more conservative stuff than any other Republican governor in recent memory. It's the the type and quality and way he does it. He nuked the entire fulcrum of why red states aren't red. See, picture the red state policy ground like, you know, kind of a, a sidewalk And then picture you have barking dogs lined up along the sides. And those barking dogs on one side of the sidewalk are the corporate dogs. And the other side are the racial dogs. And sometimes they bark together. Not always, but but often. Every time, now we just talked about on the campaign trail, you want to do one of these things. Oh, yeah, illegal immigration. Oh, whoops, you're going to have both sides barking at you. Because you're going to look very mean. Because they're going to say you hate brown people. 
and Republicans are terrified of that, so they're not going to do the right thing. And the other side of the sidewalk, you're taking away my labor force. Done. That will never happen. That's why even the few states that actually do have employment ver- verification on the books, they don't enforce it. It's a joke. Oh, crime. We're all against crime. Yeah, but it's, again, all the Koch brothers. For some reason, the industry has gotten into criminal justice form. And on the other side, certainly, you want to lock up a bunch of black people. You hate blacks. DeSantis is the only one who not only doesn't subscribe to jailbreak, but he vetoed his own legislature on that. That just endorsed him. Okay? Oh, I'm going to cut spending, too much big government. Really? You're going to take food out of the mouths of black people? Those are the dogs barking there. And the other side, you have all the vendors. So, for example, Medicaid expansion. The American Hospital Association. And remember... The healthcare cartel are often the biggest employers in a given state. Why is it, you know, you saw um, Latipo out on Twitter talking about the Swiss study. One in 35 people, not one in 5,000, not one in 10,000, one in 35 had heart damage at University of Basel staff, the hospital staff. It was their own in-house study. And one in 19 had elevated troponin levels. Latipo is the only one dumping on the COVID shots. There is not one other health director in any red state doing that. Why not? Because the university system, the healthcare cartel. Okay? Again, he makes it look easy. It's like, yeah, of course you should do this. But that's why. Green energy. Everyone's like, oh, you know, Biden has the Green New Deal. Every Republican opposes the Green New Deal, except they don't. Because every one of them promotes it. In Florida, he vetoed an EV bill. Again, that's the corporate. Oh, I want to cut spending. I want to cut spending. Well, well, guess what? Which spending are you going to cut? You're either going to have a corporate constituency or a racial grievance identity constituency. Good luck. By the way, DeSantis is getting hosed and the Trump Trump actually put out a statement Bashing him because he has a line item veto. He vetoed a bunch of spending. Subsidies. The agriculture commissioner even opposed him on that. So shut up. If this is where you are, just put a sign on and say, I am not serious. This is for entertainment purposes only. Don't tell me you want to achieve a single one of our objectives. Because when someone finally does it, you either shadow ban them or piss on them. So shut the hell up. Let's turn the switch off the entire fake conservative industry. If you are unwilling to clear that sidewalk from the corporate dogs and the race baiting dogs, you are not serious. It's the way he did it. It's not just the amount of issues he did. Okay? That's the reality. There's a reason we failed to find leaders who have the principles, the backbone, the intellect, the focus, the attention to detail, and the ability to appoint competent people like Latipo at Health and Manny Diaz as Secretary of Education that will actually do it. Everyone hates CRT, but you have to put in a curriculum. And here's the problem. Once you put it's, – it's easy to rail against like the most extreme things on the other side, but you have to do something, and what they're going to do is pick apart the things you do, it's, right? Because it's very easy to do that. So inevitably – and this is especially true in history curriculum because history is just the facts, man. 
right? So it's not like you're promoting something, but you know there are certain things you just have to say. So you could always take a line. So this whole notion is, oh, Daniel, I am all for getting rid of CRT, but, but this stuff is... But. That's BS because the racial grievance, what do you think? They're stupid. They're always going to find something in there. So it's like it's not like that one line is a hill to die on, but it's reflective if you give in to them. For, again, first of all, this whole thing is a hoax. Byron Donalds has not apologized despite the fact that it came out that that line is in AP African American Studies. Okay, but here's the thing: you have to govern. That it's a lot harder to govern because you can't do it sloppily. You're obviously going to have the entire media against you. And I mean, most Republican governors they won't touch an issue that will have third and fourth and fifth order of magnitude consequences downstream that they could say you're harming blacks. Here, dissent is like, screw it, I'm going to revamp our African-American studies, and I'm going to ban AP African-American studies, literally with the name, until you make these changes. And they did. I could, I could seriously look you in the eye and say, there is no other person who would do that, and I don't see any other candidate anywhere on the horizon that I could promise you in a blood oath he would have the guts to do that. Even if he really means it. It's a very different story. You know, I'm a big hero standing behind a microphone. You put me as governor of Florida? I mean, I'd like to hope I could do that. Take yes for an answer. This is what bothers me. Now, obviously, is that a case we should support? Is that a reason we should support DeSantis over Trump for president? Well, I think so. But you want to support Trump? That's fine. But don't be disdainful of this. And make it that something that we've strived for our entire lives, or I thought we strived for, and you actually get it. And then the Trump campaign dumps on it. The racial politics. And again, that's the thing. You're going to have to, and, and look what he did. He, he appointed black scholars. He did it smartly. He has a very good education, secretary, secretary of education. They, literally, they actually drain the swamp. Literally, the polar opposite of Trump. He appointed the biggest racialized globalist cucks from Mnuchin to Gary Cohn to, to Kushner and Grollins and Jerome Smith and Jerome Adams and Jerome Powell. Here, he appointed people that will stare down the racialists, stare down the corporatists. No, we're not backing off. So don't tell me, I, I love it. It's like, it was the same thing with Disney. Well, Daniel, I'm all for going after woke, but but uh, this, he went too far. This is the linchpin of why red states aren't red. Disney, the Disney fight is not just about woke. It's about willing to sideline even the largest donors, lobbyists, and employers in the state to do the right thing. That is what is so, he has shown he doesn't give a freaking darn. He doesn't. I spoke to one of his staffers, and he wasn't lamenting. He was just saying, like, you know, we're, we're going to get slaughtered with the donors, with, with the E-Verify. This is a man who ran in the primary as governor in 2018 against Roger Stone's uh, sugar lobby in the state of Florida. He doesn't care. 
This is what we all say we didn't, oh no, Daniel, he's too far right. So you're telling me the Trumps are a bunch of cucks. Now, of course, Tim Scott, who's a black supremacist, gets in on the act as well. We wouldn't expect anything less from him. But Byron Donalds? One of two things are true about him. Either he buys into this racialist agenda to a certain extent, or he's just being a butt boy for Trump. So much so that you will now pile on with the left to attack DeSantis on such a critical moment in order to elevate your guy. There is so much to learn from this. This is a teachable moment. And most of conservative media is refusing to cover this. This is so, so critical. It's not about DeSantis. It's not about Trump. It's not about president. This is about why we do not have a safe harbor. We do not have states that are anywhere near as red as blue states are blue. It's because of those two things. We just talked about in Arkansas. My buddy, Senator Dan Sullivan, had a modest bill to simply say that the state government cannot impose racial preferences for education, procurement, and hiring. That's it. Nothing more. Certainly didn't touch the private sector. Sails through the Senate. Gets to the House. The Congressional Black, or the Legislative Black Caucus starts yelping about it. And Republicans run scared, including the governor, who refused to support the bill. And many people consider Huckabee Sanders like number two, number three, you know, one of the better ones. She would never, ever do what DeSantis did. And mind you, this would pull very well. I mean, after the Supreme Court ruling and everything, you, you would win on a ballot. If, if you put this on a ballot initiative in Arkansas, it would win 80-20, 90-10. But again, they are scared of being called racist. Most of the most destructful policies of the left are artfully enmeshed in identity politics. Everyone knows that. That is that they, they, they insert a barking dog, like a scarecrow, to scare off anyone from challenging that policy. It's like you have a armada, their attack armada, the lead ship in that armada is a racial grievance because they know that's how you pick the Republican lock. And DeSantis is saying, DeSantis takes their, their pick and he throws in the ocean and says, I don't give a darn. And again, I don't mean like a mindless doubling down. They double down with the right information. Because this is the thing. It's hard to find people who are principled. But even the few that you have, they have to have the intellect, the focus, the discipline, the attention to detail, the ability to appoint others who are like-minded and do the same thing. This man is a one in in 100,000 person. I wish it weren't the case. Because there's nothing quite remarkable that he's done. It's all like, yeah, this is what we would want. But it is remarkable in the sense that we don't have it anywhere. And there's a reason why. And I'm giving you the reason. As someone who follows state politics this closely, you have, you know, 90% Republican majorities in some states. And they are awful. That is why. Never forget, that is why. Again, throw me a policy. Throw me a policy and I'll tell you. It is one of those two things. That is the reality and we'll never get beyond that if we don't change. 
You want to know why every other GOP-controlled state promotes green energy? Corporate politics. Why they back down on enforcing laws against illegal immigration? Racial and corporate. Why every other state's Department of Health is a toilet? Corporate. Okay? Healthcare. You will never have medical freedom. We will never get medical freedom in most of these states because of that. That's the reality. Okay? And and I'm I'm going to give you and again I'm not I agree with the policy, but there's a dirty little secret why the only big transformational policy you see in red states is school vouchers. It's because there they could triangulate the talking point into like you have all these blacks and and trapped in these failing schools here's a voucher so you can go to a real school so they feel like feel safe in that policy okay they feel like they can cut through the teachers unions you know talking points with that but you don't always have a readily available talking point it's just the right thing to do like oh my gosh we can't lock out up too many blacks like well what do you want it's commensurate with the crime rate. It's actually below the crime rate. That's just a reality. We could talk about why, you know, all these juvenile, you know, most juvenile carjackings, you know, in the country, the overwhelming supermajority are from black kids. That's not, it, it, it's lamentful. It's, it's terrible. It's sad. We could talk about how, you know, inner cities have been let down and destroyed. By the way, it's kind of interesting. This whole debate is over this line that just says, it's not praising slavery. It's just saying a fact that they were, once you had slavery, they were able to rise to the occasion and use the skills they picked up to be very productive in the post-Civil War era. And the truth is, they were very productive. And actually, you go to the 1930s, blacks had a lower incarceration rate. Well, let me say it more accurately. They had a lower crime rate than whites. What changed? What changed were the 60s and the big government policies. That's what it was, and it destroyed it. And it's it's terrible. But it is what it is now. You can't have violent 16-year-olds beating people up, even 20-year-olds, even if they're over 18, but certainly juveniles, and carjacking, and, and not punishing them. You, you can't have that. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm telling you, I... When I started in politics, even a Rockefeller Republican, that's what we used to call that, even a Rockefeller Republican, a, a staple of every Republican, like for tax cuts, they were also had Reagan's position on crime. And about around 2012, it flipped. And every GOP legislature and governor, and, and then including Trump, bought into this criminal justice deform. It was racial and corporate politics that did that. This is a fake movement, industry. Everything we are doing is wasting your time. Turn them off. Again, if we lived in the 1980s, early 90s, kind of more of a carefree time, not that we didn't have problems, and you want entertainment, I understand it. But if you are living now and you are saying that we are living in a banana republic and we don't have freedom anymore, which all my colleagues are saying, and then you do what they do and you ignore all of the good things DeSantis has done and the fact that Trump is dumping on him and sometimes even pile on, 
you need to put a sign up and say, this is for entertainment purposes only. You are not serious about your own stated goals. You compare, again, you look at these guys, I, I'll never forget the, the, the symbolism. They had this kind of crude term called cuck. And basically what they would do, I'm not endorsing, I'm just saying this is what they did. People who didn't support Trump, they said, they, they kind of like the caricature of the conservative movement that they wanted to paint. They showed this kind of stuffed shirt Republican. And, and it's very crude. And I hate to say this. I just want to bring out a point. Um, basically showing like a burly black guy or like an MS-13 guy um, raping his wife in front of him. And he's like happy with it. Yeah, that's kind of their their point. And, and it was a crude way of bringing out, I think what we all knew was true, that the GOP was always disarmed, whether it was on immigration or crime or anything, by racial politics. And Trump got in there and passed the jailbreak bill that even Obama wouldn't pass because of, literally because of racial politics. It wasn't even corporate. It was racial. That was the number you ask any of them. That is how they got him. They said, you'll win the black vote. Okay? Same thing. He allowed the country to burn. I will submit to you that even Nikki Haley wouldn't have allowed that. H.W. Bush responded much swifter to the Rodney King riots. And again, it was by design. You could read the New York Times article at the time. Brooke Rollins and Kushner and Jerome Smith said, you're going to ruin, you have to pander to George, George Floyd. Do you think DeSantis would have done that? And by the way, I've seen before, like, Trump supporters are like, yeah, DeSantis won't get the black vote because he's too mean to blacks. Simply just implementing what we all believe in. This is so disgusting. It was the same thing we saw with the speaker's fight, if you remember that. Oh, why can't we have members of Congress who will stand up? Finally, we did. They dumped on them. They dumped on them. These people are not serious. And again, everyone's like, they updated the charges against Trump. Okay. You should work through the August recess to defend the men, assuming it's defensible, which you all are saying it is. You're saying it's a slam dunk. So if it's a slam dunk, then you should spend the August recess or part of it. Maybe give them three weeks off, not six. So while Biden's vacationing, the Senate Democrats are all over the world, you command full attention of Capitol Hill, House Republicans sit there, hold hearings on it, and promise and build the case going into late September that we are going to defund in the DOJ appropriation bill all of the prosecutions against Trump. And certainly against you know us as well, among many other issues that need to be defunded. But no, we are not a serious people. You know, related to this, to move on, a lot of people are talking about this. this there was this prayer breakfast that South Carolina Congressman Nancy Mace was invited to. And she gave a riff like, oh, I had to rush over here. Basically, my, my fiance wanted to hold me back in bed to have you know relations with him, marital relations, not in a marriage. Um, and I told him, look, you could wait. I got to run to a prayer breakfast. And, and a lot of people are pointing this out, and, and rightfully so. This is the embodiment of what the Republican Party is. They'll go to a prayer breakfast and talk about something that is inappropriate for you know, public speech. It should be a private thing. 
oh, and mind you, it's not even like what you should be doing with your husband and wife. It is extra marital. So that's why I always tell you, it's not just the homosexual agenda in a vacuum. It's all of it. Again, people make mistakes. People have different things in life. Some people succumb to premarital sex. Some people succumb to divorce. Some people don't get married. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes maybe it's not. But we should all strive. You know, we all have our flaws. I have my flaws. But I got married at 23 to the love of my life. I'll be married to her until I die. And we had four kids. I could tell you I'd never had any relations pre-marriage. That should be the standard of a conservative leader. And yet, in this day and age, it's like the, the exception. Nancy Mace has all these like clips of her at hearings now, cross-examining witnesses. It's all a joke. She's like on her third fiance. And, uh, you know, I guess being in bed with him, it's like, really? I mean, I know some people do that privately, but publicly we're okay with that. Like, that's where we are. I guess I never got the memo. Kind of like the Bruce Jenner thing. This is the problem. We, we have taught our tongue to speak lies. Jeremiah uh, 9.4. We're okay with it. You, know, you want to, okay, like, none of us are saying if you have Biden versus Trump that, oh, yeah, I can't vote for Trump because of all, of, all of his immorality. Well, first of all, Biden obviously has the same issues, if not worse. But even if you had a Democrat that was personally clean, I understand. You vote for the guy, strategically it makes sense. But don't suddenly be okay with that. Be okay with the lies and the disgusting speech and behavior and actions and policies. So now racial pandering is good if Trump supports it. And standing up to it and governing the way we've always dreamt for 40 years of having someone do that and then win by 20 points afterwards... Now you dump on him and you don't unify behind him? The Disney and the African-American studies fight should have been an all-hands-on-deck. And none of my colleagues will, will cover it. Shame on them. Shame on them. They do not believe in what they say they believe in. That's my thing. You want to support him? Fine. Support Trump. But don't destroy the one momentum we've had on outcomes as governor. But but if it's become to the point where you can't tout his success as governor because you're too scared that's going to harm your desire to elect Trump, you are a fraud. You are a fraud. It's that simple. You're an utter and complete fraud. We deserve the nominee we get. We deserve the governance we get. You know what? You know what's amazing about DeSantis? He is the first person to ever come along that his bite is louder than his bark, so to speak. In other words, what he actually does is stronger than his rhetoric sounds. Whereas we've created a standard that all we believe in is bark, but no bite. And Republican candidates respond in kind. They know we want to be played to, and that's what they do. And they get in there, and they have no intention of doing it. And it's not easy. It Make no mistake, it is not easy. It's like this Vivek Ramaswamy, 
even if I didn't know he was a fraud and all of his background is a big format schmuck, okay, and all the things he was doing and advising DeWine, the worst lockdown governor, and pimping masks and all that stuff. But even if he was for real, right, he says a lot of really good things. He, he articulates certain issues the way I do. But if you had to roll the dice, do you think he would actually, actually have the guts? And, and by the way, even in his rhetoric, you see it sometimes. In his rhetoric, he won't touch the vaccines because that's too corporate. And he actually said he, when he was asked point blank on the spot, you know, he, he, he actually speaks very well about the tranny issue. He, he does a great job on that. But when he was asked, would you reverse the trannyism in the military? No, I wouldn't. Oh, because these are people who want to serve and you're telling them they can't, right? He's too scared to articulate through that. Oh, he's the most articulate, smartest guy around, right? Won't do it there. That is the fraud. There was always a joke in Israeli politics because in Israel, they keep like going more to the right, but not, not really. So they keep electing another guy and they keep doing the same things. And the saying always there is, it looks different when you sit in this chair, in the chair of the prime minister. And on some level, that is true. It is a lot harder. Because when you're coming 50 years into incumbent powers that have made Western civilizations, the economy, culture, society, and governance the way it is, you could run on a campaign trail and rail against it. You could sit behind a microphone like, like I do and be a talk show host and rail against it. You get in there and you have to govern. It's a different ballgame. So when you finally get it, effing take yes for an answer. And I don't even mean, God forbid, to support him for president. No, 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 that, that can't be done. But the Trump. But at least praise it as governor and make that the standard. Make sure other governors are pressured to do that. Because from what they're doing now, if I'm another governor, you have zero incentive to move in that direction now. You see the way he's being treated? Screw it. See, I, I care about something a lot more than DeSantis versus Trump, the next presidential election. It's broad, long-term objectives. I want to make sure we succeed and move the needle on our issues, on red states, on implementation. And what you never want to do is, for a cheap talking point for one election nuke your objectives and your long-term outcomes. But that presupposes that you actually have objectives, which our movement clearly does not. So folks, in the remaining time, I just want to transition a little bit to the econ news and the debt and things like that. And, and again, it's, it's part of the same uh, theme in that we're not serious. Like Every Republican talks about the debt and... You know, you have a handful of people in the GOP House that are trying to make a big stand on spending. I think the policies are even more important, but okay, they're spending for the appropriation bills. And again, no, none of my colleagues will give them air cover and, and, and pressure McCarthy and pressure Trump to get involved in it and things like that. But the debt is getting real. Okay, so we're at, we're at an annualized pace now of a trillion dollars on interest on debt. Okay, so... What's happening now is the debt is no longer a government solvency thing. It's a you solvency thing. 
it is creating a permanent high standard of living and a bunch of cascading effects of a distorted market where where rates have to constantly be raised to fund all this stuff which you know we'd be better off obviously if we didn't have it at all it's not just that it's expensive um when we were out so so uh you know one of the things that happened is Powell hiked the interest rates another, another 25 basis points but the key is he noted that policy has not been restricted enough for long enough. So he did note that there is a chance he'll do it even more and he'll do it for a long period. And, but at a minimum, keep the high rates at, uh, you know, pretty much indefinite. Because the thought was this would be one more hike and then it would tumble down over the next year. That is not going to happen. So first of all, it's interesting a lot of the news from the CPI and the, the PCE, oh, the, the inflation is down. But again, like we said, it's still growing more than 2% on top of the existing baseline, which we should have erased. So it's a misleading thing. It's also lagging because um, it's going to head back up even more because all the commodity prices are up. And they're going up even from the record highs. Gasoline, obviously, that's done. That's off to the races. I mean, you're, you're, you're getting back into the upper threes in most parts of the country. It's going to hit four very soon. Um, so new, new home sales are down. Uh, that's still being harmed. Now, not that these interest rates are inherently high historically, but based on the way our economy was arbitrarily made, this to do this so precipitously is now killing small banks, kill, killing small businesses, choking off credit. Consumer spending is down. Like GDP came out yesterday, it was up 2.4%. Oh, it's pretty good. You know, pretty good. Did you know that consumer spending is in the toilet? And um, what is this? We had the third weakest consumer spending quarter in four years but the fifth highest government spending in four years. So government spending accounts for it. It's a complete joke, but it's that government spending that's going to kill the economy because, again, you have to service this um, at high rates. Now, there's another interesting thing people forget. The way the government, the Federal Reserve, services the debt is reverse repos, reverse repos where they basically sell sell back all the debt to, to to these big banks and now they offer much higher rates. So it's, it's like here is, I don't know, 4.3% now for all this stuff. So they give them free money and free interest on it and at a higher rate. But do you, who holds the um, Federal Reserve's reverse repos that basically fund our debt, service our, our debt? It's the GSIBs, the big banks. It's not your small community bank. They're actually exempt. And there's many other ways that only the big players are eligible for this stuff. So think about it. This very policy of debt is creating an, an inversion curve, right? Where you basically have the short-term yields. The yields on the short-term treasuries are much higher than the 10-year. Okay, because we have to gobble up all this debt and they, they're so desperate to service it. Guess what that does? Small ba banks that run on margin, they have to borrow low and lend high. So if the short-term borrowing is higher than the long-term lending, they're screwed. This screws small banks, this screws small businesses. It doesn't affect 
Facebook and Meta and whatever, you know, Google and Apple and all this stuff, and then Bank of America and Wells Fargo, because they are on the recipient end of, of this market distortion. They get to benefit from reaping the higher interest rates of the reverse repos to service the government. So they add trillions in debt to fund woke, weaponized, and harmful government. That induces hyperinflation, so then they raise interest rates to service more debt at a higher cost, which not only crushes the public budget, but induces inflation, but then they pay off the big banks and other big players who get access to better rates on free printed money that small banks don't have access to. That, my friends, is venture socialism at its best. And that's what's going to continue to happen until we have a party that's serious about shrinking government, but we do not. Another interesting stat on econ, I, and, and I, I want to give credit, and I forget who it was, and I really feel bad for this. I saw this on Twitter. A stunning statistic. The U.S. population is 19% higher than it was in 2000, 23 years ago. But the inventory of existing homes for sale is 37% lower. And that is why, despite the... Uh, raising rising mortgage rates, the prices are not coming down enough from their record highs in most parts of the country. So you have this mix of price and mortgage rate that is locking consumers out. And again, this is these are emergency issues. It's very subtle. You don't see it. But I'm saying in addition to the tranny stuff, the culture, the border, the biomedical fascism, the Ukraine grift, the econ needs to be dealt with. The green energy grift, the regular, and we don't live in a free country. These are big issues that we need answers for. And again, like Trump gets in there and the corporate pressure is money pumping, pump, 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 pump. Zero. Trump always used to say he wanted negative interest rates. But that necessitated, that created the pushback what we're having now. That is his man. Jerome Powell. You could not quantify the harm that Jerome Powell and Steven Mnuchin have done to our economy. Again, I'm walking you through scenarios that, that we literally lived through of why Trump will never be there when you have the barking dogs, the pressure, the COVID moments, the economic pressure. He's not going to be there for us. But I guess nobody cares. I'm, I'm the stupid one that actually is still left caring about things. But it's just going to continue this way. By the way, one other thing <clears throat> on COVID, we're constantly hearing, um, oh, you know, you know, Trump, he couldn't, he, 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 he didn't know what he was doing, but it wasn't his fault. Everyone bought into Fauci. Trump has a campaign ad promoting Fauci as late as October 2020. Okay, he gave him a, he gave him a medal on his last day in office, January 20th, 2021. The notion that somehow he has changed is insane. And I haven't even gotten to the fact that how is he going to win a general election? I'm just saying, like, real briefly, look, I have, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I don't care what dirt they have on him. Because of Biden, because of the double standard, because of 
the millions of people that they have killed with their policies, I don't care. And I think a lot of you are like that too. But at the end of the day, he does do things that are very indefensible and make him his own worst enemy. And we might feel like we don't care and we'll still vote for him in a general despite it. But I'm just going to tell you, and that might get him the primary, ain't getting him the general. It's only going to get worse from here. At the end of the day, you got to win. What is their plan? And the answer is they have none. Entertainment is their plan. They are not serious people. You should not take them seriously. Anyway, I apologize for the shorter week. We'll be back full week next week. I will be taking a summer vacation at the end of August. Probably only miss about three days um, because I take my job seriously. Even though I could you know, get paid, take off two weeks summer vacation, I could totally do that if I wanted to. But we try to keep it to a minimum. I thank you for taking me seriously. Ask for a five-star rating if you can do that on iTunes. Feel free to email over the weekend, danielherwitz at startmail.com. Hope you guys have a terrific family-oriented weekend. Monday. God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.